Welcome to Personal Finance Cat, where I share my personal take on personal finance. Before I share with you the five tips to pay off debt, I want to start with the obvious, which unfortunately nowadays is not as obvious, perhaps. The best way to deal with debt is to not incur it in the first place. The reason why I say it's unfortunately not obvious nowadays is because debt is just such a normal part of life in this country, i.e. the US, and also in most, if not all, the developed countries in the world. If you have watched the Korean drama, The Squid Game, you will know that debt is so dominating and devastating in Korea as well. Growing up in a poor developing country, financing was not a thing. People could literally only buy whatever they had cash for, including housing. Yes, you heard it right. Not that people could afford housing easily, and that's why intergenerational living was very common. I remember when my parents bought their first apartment when I was very young, it was a tiny studio apartment in a very dingy building. It probably shouldn't even be considered a studio apartment because it didn't even have a bathroom. Anyway, since financing wasn't a thing, I'm pretty sure they bought it all cash. The cash may have come from the little restaurant business they had owned in the front yard of my grandparents' house while we lived with them. Anyway, the point is, in developing countries not too long ago, and probably still now, debt wasn't and probably still isn't part of the normal day-to-day occurrence. People only buy things when they have the money to afford them. So it is possible that you do not have to incur debt at all. As a matter of fact, the one and only Dave Ramsey is a strong proponent of being debt-free. Even in the United States, there are definitely people who save all the way up to being able to buy their houses all cash. Unlike Ramsey, I am not advocating for being completely debt-free because I do think there is good debt, which can help you reach your financial goals easier and more efficiently. I'll elaborate on what I mean by that in a few, but let's first start with the difference between bad debt and good debt. Bad debt is the kind of debt that has a very high interest rate and or no collateral. An example of a very typical bad debt is credit card debt. People usually use this kind of debt to buy consumer products, such as clothes, gadgets, vacations, etc. This type of loans, therefore, does not have an asset to back them up. Because these consumer products depreciate very fast or are completely consumed with no trace, except, I guess you can argue, fond memories. Good debt, on the other hand, has a low interest rate and also a collateral asset to back it up. The most common example of good debt is a mortgage for real estate. There are some debts in between, such as car loan and student loan, depending on the interest rate and whether the asset is appreciating or depreciating. It can be considered either way. The reason why I think good debt is something okay or even good to incur is because it can help produce higher returns for you than the cost you incur, i.e. the interest you have to pay. Take real estate as an example. If you have $100,000 to invest, you can buy either one property all cash or five properties with 20% down payment. Mathematically, the cash-on-cash return is higher in the second scenario when you leverage your money to buy properties with debt. I'll link the calculation in the show notes for you to take a look at if you're interested. A more debatable type of loan is student loans. While human capital is definitely worthwhile investing in, and human capital, although intangible, 
is the quote-unquote asset that backs up the debt, in my opinion. The big debate is whether the cost of education justifies the returns nowadays. The reason why I decided to do this episode is because my husband and I worked very hard to pay the student loans off, which he incurred for law school. He graduated during the recession years after 2008, and therefore it was fairly difficult for him to get the traditional high-paying job and pay off the loan quickly. It was not easy and even painful, so in his mind, it was probably bad debt. I was lucky that I didn't have any student loans. I went to college in my home country, in which, again, loans weren't as common, especially back then when I went. My parents paid for all of it, which was much more affordable than here in the U.S. anyway. For graduate school, I got a full scholarship, so that was a free ride as well. Back to the point I was making in the beginning, the best way to deal with debt is to not incur it at all. In any event, education definitely changed my life in a big way, so even if I did incur some debt, I probably wouldn't hate it as much and call it a bad debt. After clarifying the difference between good debt and bad debt, this episode is about paying down or paying off bad debts. Here are the five actionable tips. Number one, live below your means. This is probably the single most important tip which helped us tremendously. Even though our incomes have been pretty good since we started working and steadily increased over time, we did not expand our lifestyles with that increase. The two largest spending categories for most people, housing and transportation, are kept at levels way below what we can technically afford. As a result, our largest spending category actually has been childcare, as both of our kids have been going to daycare and or aftercare. There are some other tips such as not dining out as much, not getting Starbucks coffees as often, packing your own lunches for work, etc. I find that while these habits may be helpful for some, it would feel depriving for others. At the end of the day, these are small dollars. Unless you really do them very often, it is not going to make a huge impact. So my recommendation is to focus on the big buckets like housing and transportation. Another hack, if possible at all, is to move to a cheaper area. Considering that more and more companies are providing more flexibility in where you can work, it may be worthwhile getting a slight pay cut but reducing your expenses big time. Number two, find alternatives for expensive items. Along the lines of focusing on the big buckets, a good hack is to find alternatives for these spending categories. If you heard my last episode about real estate investing, you will know that I'm a big fan of Bigger Pockets, which is a real estate investing forum. The instrumental person for Bigger Pockets, Brandon Turner, coined a term house hacking, which basically means you buy a house, ideally a multifamily house, renting out the spare space so that your tenants can pay for the mortgage for you. This would be a huge help for most people. Transportation-wise, instead of driving a car, consider biking or walking to work if you live close enough to your job, which should or could be intentionally designed as well. Another example is education. Try to get a scholarship or get your employer to pay for it, even if it means you would only be able to get into a lower-ranked school or go to school while working. And of course, again, there are some I would call smaller tips, like making your own coffee, brown bagging your lunch, going to a bar without ordering a drink, etc. Would they help? Yes, of course. But they would only be slowly adding up to help you along your debt pay down journey. 
Number three, earmark bonuses and other quote unquote windfall money to pay debt. In other words, budget your day-to-day -day spending without considering your bonuses or other windfall money. First off, bonus is usually not guaranteed, so it is a good practice to not earmark them for spending anyway. In our debt paydown journey, the bonuses in the recent years really helped a lot because as our careers progressed, the bonus money became more meaningful. Again, we lived below our means and did not expand our lifestyle. As such, we were able to put all the bonus money into paying off debt. The rental properties we purchased a number of years ago also went up in value significantly, and we could have utilized the equity buildup, which I'll call quote-unquote windfall money, to pay down the debt as well. Fortunately, we didn't have to, because by that point, our debt was pretty much already paid off. Number four, increase your income. This tip may seem obvious, but there is a lot that goes with it because it's not easy. I do have an episode about how to increase your income, so feel free to listen to that one. Simply put, you can increase your income by enhancing existing skills or mastering new skills, so you can bring value to either your main job or create value through side gigs. As I stated in another episode, it's much easier to save 50% of your income if you're making twice the amount. Number five. Delay gratification. The last tip I want to share here is a bit philosophical, but probably the most helpful. A lot of times we find ourselves in debt because we want certain things right away, like a big house or a fancy car or an exotic vacation, etc., etc. How can we manage to delay such gratification? After all, life is short, as they say. Well, I recently heard from an influencer, Vanessa Lau, who was citing from a book a very helpful tip. Sometimes we want these things not because we really want the thing itself, but because of some feelings associated with these things. For example, we want a big house, perhaps because we want to have a family and or enjoy family life, not necessarily the house itself. So the tip is to identify the underlying emotional needs and address those needs instead. In the example I just gave, perhaps spending more time with the family is the answer instead of buying the big house. For the fancy car, perhaps you really enjoy cars and maybe working in the automobile industry can satisfy your interests. For the exotic vacation, perhaps you're trying to escape from a job you hate. So perhaps changing your job instead? You see my point. By doing so, hopefully you can not only manage your spending on these big items, but also treat the root cause of these issues. I'm not saying that you won't ever get to enjoy those things. The benefit of delaying gratification is so that you don't have to have the compound interest work against you, especially the double-digit type of interest rate from bad debt that really kills you. The sooner you can pay off your debt, the sooner you can start saving and be able to afford those things debt-free. There you have them, the five effective tips to pay off debt. I hope they're helpful for you. And let me know your thoughts by leaving a comment or review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you very much for sticking to the end. Until next time.